but I know the DJ. Do you? Welcome to episode 7 of But I Know the DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks, a.k.a. Snacks Nicholson, powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor, Anchor. First off, I'd like to shout out our black-owned business of the week, Savoir Restaurant and Lounge, located at 180 Lincoln Street, Boston, Mass., a contemporary space with Caribbean and Southern cuisine and craft cocktails, plus live music on the weekends, except not anymore because of COVID. Fuck you, COVID. Please visit them and try their awesome food and show them love at Savor Boston. That's basically Savor with two V's, S-A-V-V-O-R-B-O-S-T-O-N. And now I'd like to introduce our special guest. He is one-third of 617 Productions, head of VIP, 20 years in the nightlife game. Please welcome Jeff London. Jeff, how are you, brother? Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate having me. Dude, it's so good to see you. It's been too long, obviously. Um, but how, how are you doing? How are you managing? How's everything going? Maintaining now. Um, it's been almost nine months now. So yeah. it's so crazy because you get to see people almost every day, every right, week, right, and right. for so many years. And then... All of a yeah. sudden, you don't see anybody for so long. Yeah, damn. And it's it's crazy when you say it like that because, you know, obviously us being in the industry, two very social guys. Um, and a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, like you can't go out or you can't go to this restaurant or that. But honestly, the, the mental stuff is really difficult sometimes, too, for social butterflies like ourselves, outgoing, extroverted people. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that. uh you know, to see people weekly, to yeah. know that they're coming there, to, you know, to see the bartenders, the waitresses, you right. know, even the staff, not just the customers, right. but managers, yeah. things like that. And then you're taking away almost a whole year um, yeah. from seeing them. Yeah. Just not even talking about not working or anything like that, but just not seeing people. Yeah, yeah it does. It, it must have been mental. At any, at any part where you're like, damn, I kind of needed this break low key, like. All the first couple months, I was <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sleep was, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It actually changed, um, I'd say, like three months in. I mean, I'd go to bed super late. It was just my schedule for, yeah, for yeah. many, many years. And, and things with 617, you guys had Tuesday to Sunday. Yeah, we were always, yeah, yeah, always working. So, you know, normal for me to go to bed at 3, 4 in the morning and, yep. you know, wake up 10 or 11, and I started getting up at, Seven thirty-eight yeah, started yeah. passing out at twelve. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, it was it was different. But then it was, <laughs> and then I started acclimated to it. Like, wow, I see the sun more, and it's pretty <laughs> yeah. nice. You know, yeah, yeah. It used to be a night owl. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 but exactly. Yeah. So, damn, it's 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 insane because so like we said in the intro, twenty years in the nightlife game, and that's always in Boston. Always been in Boston. Always been in Boston. Yeah, I, I started. I mean, as a DJ, so. This started in my college career, uh, which was at Wheaton. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Nice. I, I was pretty close to going to Wheaton. Oh, really? I, I got into Wheaton. Oh, congrats. congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheaton's, Wheaton's nice. Oh, Wheaton's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I started there, and I, I started at a – and I kind of evolved from there to move back to Boston. That's where I'm originally from, from West Roxbury. And that's fucking right. Yeah, yes. we talk about this literally every time we see each other. It's been Roxbury, so long. Yes. Yes, let's go. Oh, two, one, three, two. <laughs> yes, go. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so then I started DJing um, downtown more, um, and I met Ace. Uh, he had, I forget the exact way we met. Um, it wasn't through text message because it probably wasn't text <laughs> message back then. Uh, probably an email or 
or a, maybe a handwritten letter. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we got, I started working for my, did a New Year's Eve. I think it was 03 to. As a DJ. To, as a DJ to the 04. After that, I started uh, DJing for him for, uh, or 617, which was at the time Frankie Sal and Ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And started doing um, a night um, in Faneuil Hall and was actually a couple more of the guys, Joey Mondra and people that stole in the game. And then I kind of evolved into, I think we had a special guest one night. I, I don't remember what it was. And he said, you know, why don't you start promoting instead, you know, DJing. Maybe he was telling me to. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say that, so, that sounds like a, I mean, I mean, you can, you can test to it. You've heard millions of DJs since. Yeah. Do you think you were good or? I think I got the job done. I wasn't uh, top notch. No. <laughs> was it like a passion at all, or were you just like, "This is cool. I like going." I out. loved like, it because I loved it. It was this is before Serato, right? So record collecting and going out every week and going to um, to the record stores every week was like that yeah. was the passion. That was yeah. you know, and you had the cool record. And you can't wait to play it that night. Yeah. Breaking record that just came out. You know, um, that was the passion. I think, um, and then I started. Yeah, getting more into yeah promotion and and then I went full time with six one seven, and became you know uh, part of it. Was that like an overnight thing, or were you like, uh, oh, I kind of like this DJ stuff. I don't know if the promoted things right or. When I started promoting, I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I loved it right away. Um, and I got to mingle more with the people of DJing. It was just yeah, and it was like straight work and right lugging <laughs> lugging record crates and stuff like that was a pain. That's true. So That's very true. I think. You know, I got, you know, right off the bat, the the bug to throw parties and in in Ace teaching me. I think Frankie and Sal just mm-hmm. got me excited to do to do more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Ace. Um, shout out Frankie's why I, I don't uh, know Sal at all. Um, but um, yeah, shout out those guys. Um, huge, huge, crazy long careers, legends in the game, and and and, and and you know me being newer and, and younger, like. Both of them have always been super nice to me, so shout out them. Um, so at the time, what what were the what was the scene like, and what was like maybe the key to to throw a successful party at that time? So I think uh, you know, in terms of throwing parties, I think anybody can throw a party one time and just make it a mm-hmm. uh, you know crush it. But I think the the longevity and the consistency is what the hardest thing is, and that's right. what the most important thing is. You know, a party is. You know, New Year's, everybody goes out and it's a party and it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, Halloween parties, things like that. But the consistency, the off nights, the Tuesday, the Sunday parties that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. came consistent for, you know, seven to ten years or however long that runs for, you know, longer than some people's Saturday nights, you know. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that, you know, I think is part of the, part of the, well, the consistency of the of the parties and, or how to throw parties, you know. Um, I think they've changed a bunch throughout those 15, 20 years. Yeah, sure. Um, I think at the beginning, it's with music, it's with styles, and I think now it's with bottle service. So I think mm. it's it, bef- the, when I first started, I mean, it, there was no bottle service. Yeah, that's there what was Jason no VIP, was saying. No yeah. VIPs, you know. Um, it was just straight up. You go to the bar. Um, you know, some of the guys bought a bottle of champagne at the at the bar, and, but there was no bottles. And then, as it transformed, it became more of a VIP. At certain spots, it became more of a VIP atmosphere where people would sit at tables and 
things like that. And then bottle service came around. So where there's no tables, period, like it was all just one big room, the open space, anyone can just hang out and dance wherever, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were more benches and things like that for okay. people to sit. But, yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, like, roped off VIP or anything right. like that. Yeah. So if an athlete wanted to come party, were they just among the people? They were hanging with the people, yeah. Damn. Yeah. What? Damn, that's kind of crazy. It is, yeah. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, were they with uh, security? Like, I just... I mean... I mean, so, I guess the times yeah. were just different. Yeah, know. they were different. I mean, if you think about where, you know... Uh, Bijou was and things like that. They had pool tables, you know, right, right. where some of the VIP tables were. So it was like different. Th- it was well, a different. Well, I uh, guess. I mean, I guess that explains Paul Pierce getting stabbed. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, at, yeah. at a club uh, in Boston. So. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, it was where, um, actually, it's a story that of Paul going back to Bijou. I think it was only a couple years ago. It was the first time he went back since since that since that incident. Oh yeah. wow! And yeah, that's insane. It's it's pretty crazy pretty. because. You know, once I started like getting more involved in, in the industry and like like I always knew the story being, you know, from Boston and a Celtics fan. And then I was like, you know, random night, I was just like, yo, I wonder where it was. And it said the address because it was it called something different at the time. And it said the right. address. And I was like, yo, yeah, this is yeah. I was like, It's called uh, Europa Buzz. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Fuck. And so you start throwing parties with Ace and everything at that time where you guys like the head was even then or was it yeah the tuesday night was the was the biggest night so we had tuesday which was evolution tuesdays it evolved from i believe bill's bar then embassy mm. um and it evolved through whiskey park and then over to rumor i think rumor was the longest tenure yeah and those tuesday nights were were the start of i would say where the bottle service Kind of started. We'd have like seventeen, eighteen tables a night when I God yeah, on on a what Tuesday. A, what a, like because because you know with tunnel Tuesday and everything like you know I've done Tuesdays and and the industry nights off nights and I don't know if it's a sign of the times but it's never been to that magnitude. What about that time or that people were just going out like crazy? I think on that time that that people the time was good. I mean that was. You know, stocks were good. I think people mm. had some money. Mm. Um, and I think people chose nights. Uh, I don't think there was as many clubs back then. And so I think that people really decided what they were going to do. Like Tuesday night, there can be three or four clubs open now. On Back then, it was like one club. One club. Yeah. Um, and it was hard to get into. I think the talent was good. We always had, um, you know, we had celebrities come through. And those are the off nights that they feel more comfortable as the whole industry. Um, and we used to have industry cards that we'd hand out on Boylston Street, so every bartender and, and waitress would be down from every club. It was... Damn. Tuesdays were... were that sounds so fire, man. And it seems like it just sem- seemed more genuine. People were, like, really trying to... And it, obviously, no social, social media wasn't too popping back then, so, like, it was just more, like... People were really trying to meet up. People were really trying to dance. People were really trying to listen to the music. It wasn't... Because here, it's so regulated by... You know, uh, oh, well, I saw last week it wasn't that good. You right, know? right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, oh, like, and it's all these questions because of how things are perceived. Yeah, I mean, you know I think I mean? social media does that. It's it's all perception, too. Yeah. I mean, you could make a dead room look busy through social media. Yeah, and, yeah, you can, yeah. and then vice versa, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody says, oh, oh, how is it there? And they send you a picture. Of it, right. of a dead room, even right. though it might be a 1030. And, yeah. you're just and you will, oh, yeah. I don't want to go now. Yeah. You don't want to go. Yeah. So I think that the allure of like hearing about it and not physically seeing it right. until you're in there yeah, is absolutely. more special. Um, Damn. So I, th- I th- think that was, 
part of the that. the other thing was the way Tuesdays were set up to the main room was a mix of hip hop and and you know some old school and, and whatever was kind of current but the other flip side was that the back room was international night so it was house music where we had all the international kids, the BU, the Northeastern, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the BC, the, all the international kids. So the back room had its own flavor, and it actually had a separate entrance. And then the, the main room had, you know, the the hip-hop and, and mm-hmm. dance and top 40, yep. which was also at that time a lot of that music wasn't played in Boston. Like there were, there were some direct hip-hop nights, but for – Hip hop to be played in the in the clubs on like a Saturday night. It it was only a certain amount of clubs. Right, right, out. yeah. Hip hop in terms of being pop music is super current, and I think a lot of, you know, I think especially people my age don't understand that. You know what I mean? And it's it's so I appreciate you kind of bringing that up because, especially in a place like Boston, where yeah, we're a city, right? But the way we kind of stand as a market is very awkward. It's very like media market. We're not a New York. But we're bigger than a you know a Worcester, I guess, for example. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the way, but you know, we have the no um, happy hour. We have the you know the train doesn't run that late, so it's like weird things. So yeah, I can only imagine that like hip hop is already still difficult sometimes here to, uh, to no, this absolutely, day. Yeah, yeah so I, I can't th- imagine that. Yeah, I think it goes with the trends. I mean, when I did, and we can start from the the lands down street days where mm. it would be a huge house DJ and then. That was, you know, oh, oh, one to like oh four or something. They would have dance hall on the in the side room, and that's when the big Sean Paul and the, yeah. that kind of dance oh, hall. Like, love that shit. When it was just all rhythms and yeah, and, yeah. and so, and then it kind of evolved into you know like the mashup style after that, yep, and yep, and yep, and then it, it keeps evolving, and I think that's the how the music goes. But I think sometimes. We're not necessarily ahead of the trend. We're always kind of with definitely, the trend, but yeah, definitely. we're not. We're never ahead of it. But I think that we, with how boss, how diverse Boston is, that some of the uh, trends were on top of. You know, I think with Latin coming in the past five years, mm-hmm. it's been huge, mm-hmm. especially because there's some big Latin communities, you know, yep. in the area. Um, I think that's helped out, um, and some of the artists, you know, have gotten big that from Lawrence and. Yep. Things like that. Um, I think, you know, it's surprising to see how, like, trap music has become so mainstream Yeah. Um, now. Yeah, just five years ago, people were telling me not to play it. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? And now it's like, how do you get through a night? You know, right. if you, you go through a top 40 chart, right. it's like all trap. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they play it at bars. They play it at clubs. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, like, <laughs> like um, uh, at the time, like, Bad and Bougie was a big song. Like, I was still playing in bars and, like, the college bar scene. And, like, dude, you can't go through a night without playing that. Right. It's like these, like, white bar kids, like, yeah. banging Migos. And, like, it's, it's, it's and so And then singing Sweet Caroline. Like, <laughs> yeah, later. exactly. Yeah. To end yeah. the night. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, at the time, what was, what was the primary, like, promotion method? Because you mentioned, like, handing out cards and stuff. Yeah, was it was absolutely uh, hand-to-hand flyering. Um, wow. I think my space was around, but yep. I don't even know if you could post pictures I, f- I forget it's it's been a long time uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean it was hand-to-hand method it was calling people um sometimes it was you know like physically writing down names on a on a, a piece of paper to hand in for a guest list wow um but then it, it then it's just the word of mouth and i think mm-hmm. that's what 
to be successful, you know, people, you have to throw a good party and, you know, people have to enjoy themselves and say that, you know, it's Tuesday night, it's Wednesday night, you know, I want to, I know where to go out, you know, I know what's going to be fun. So, it, you know, it's the consistency of throwing a good night where people come back. And I think that, that method has also, you know, helped us um, get so many nights. Yeah. At the time, you know, you being, you know, this young dude, I was just a DJ, you know, moving on to pr promote. Were you working? Like, did you have other jobs at the time? Or anything? I or did was have this another job. This, uh, early on after I graduated college, I uh, worked in the Brookline Public Schools. Yeah. I was a oh, special, shit. Special ed teacher. Um, Look at you, so, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did that. Um, I did that for a while. And then I... Then um, I wait. So this is at the same time. Sorry. Yeah. So I would. Wow. So, yeah. So there would God, be. So I, I remember nights. Uh, Ace would drive me home from Saint, which we did on Sundays. That was before care. We did Saint Sundays, and uh, we do the night. I think the only place open late at night besides Cell Street Diner was was uh, mm. the hospital, Auburn Pan in the hospital. So we go there. <laughs> we'd have a sandwich to sober up. Ew. Um, <laughs> Cause I was open 24 hours and then uh, he'd drive me to West Roxbury and drop me off. And then I'd, I'd uh, go Monday mornings and they were tough. Yeah. Holy. Cause, cause uh, I've always done the nine to five thing with like the DJing and stuff. And they're, yeah. Like the, the story where, uh, yeah. Every, if fuck, what episode was it? Now yeah, the bottle service episode, I told a story about uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, going to shake hands and make, make sure I network and do the right thing. And, uh, ended up staying super late. On a Wednesday night when I had work the next day, it was actually Jeff's house. Jeff is it the was. guy that I was talking about. A legendary uh, apartment. Legendary <laughs> apartment. Um, and so, yeah, those late nights that, uh, fuck, the next day. But I didn't work with kids. Like, yeah. I worked I worked with other adults. And, like, if I'm just like, hey, I'm a little hungover or whatever, like, it's still understand. But, damn, you're with kids. Holy yeah, shit. I didn't, yeah, I didn't go too heavy on Sunday nights because I knew it was yeah, yeah, the you start can't. of a long week. But, that, yeah, that's but how then I those, started. But those Tuesday nights, no? And then Tuesday. And then <laughs> I actually we had Monday night. Fuck. So, yeah, it was almost seven nights. It was pretty. Like, how'd, it was like pretty crazy. you never because because that's the thing about the weekends. Like so, you, so you might, you know, Thursday into Friday you can do that's easy, and then Friday you can sleep in Saturday. Because then you'll bounce back Sunday to make it strong. Right, yeah. Monday oh, was, you don't have that. Yeah, I was the best. I took the best naps ever. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, God, was the king of naps. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's full work. I mean. In that time, too, right after school, I mean, you, you're getting ready for the night. You're preparing. You have to make, you know, this is time. You can't just put a post up on, on Facebook. You have to, you know, reach out and, you know. Right. That's so true. And I think what you just said is, is true is the networking, you know. You meet those people. You're talking about what's going on this week. Um, you know, you're making friends. They know that they can call you and and, uh, and see what's going on, what's, what's the, the agenda for the week. Did you have, like, a... A special sauce or a special like kind of community of people that you try and tap into specifically like was there something that made jeff like that promoter you have to fuck with or or were you just trying to float around as much as you can i float around a lot i think i think just being like straight up with people just networking always taking care of people always checking up on people and making sure people have a good night you know if if there's you know vips you go in and you check on the vips i didn't really have a certain certain group that i would go after but you know once you start meeting some of the basketball players or mm -hmm. some of that 
the word travels around the team, you know, all oh, that Tuesday night's the way to go or, you know, Wednesday's at district. Um, I think, if, you know, Wednesdays, I think we're a huge night at district, which you were talking about Savoirs there now. Yeah, yeah, um, But actually, uh, 617 was, was part owners of that. And I think what made the Wednesday night um, popular there was there were a lot of, during winter would be the basketball um, on Wednesday nights and then baseball in the spring and summer. So we'd have all kinds of athletes uh, go in there, and it was more intimate spot. I think it only ho- held like 150 yep. people. Yep. Um, so it was tougher to get in, and, and yeah, yeah. So people knew that that was where to hang. Yeah. It's funny because um, like I have Ace on Facebook, and uh, recently he's been posting like the throwback photos of like. Um, <laughs> the club photos of like back then. Oh yeah. And as you know, me being a younger guy, like I look at like the fashion, like oh, the hairstyles, yeah. yeah. like even just the style and like the way the picture was taken. Even like I'm just like, yo, like this is so dated, but it's hilarious. Oh yeah. But at the same time, there are some photos like that that I'm I'm like everyone is genuinely having an amazing time and yeah, no I've, one is worried about the next man like or looking too cool like and and as a DJ that's something that I always look for right you know I'm always trying to set that vibe and seeing those pictures I'm like fuck they kind of look kind of funny kind of goofy it's outdated but they look like they're having an amazing ass people time people were dancing yeah people yeah. were just posting up on the you know no. with the model and it was yeah but the fashion was yeah pretty unbelievable <laughs> I mean yeah. I mean I don't want to post any pictures of myself, <laughs> but yeah, I had some crazy styles, but I yeah, I think it. a lot of hair gel and like, yeah, a lot of like blonde streaks for uh, yeah, girls. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, the girls like makeup stuff oh, look yeah, wild. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A lot of color in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> what was the transition into, you know, going from, okay, uh, DJ to promoter and now promoter to like VIP host where like, cause that ended up just, that was your thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it kind of transformed again back going on that Tuesday night. Um, there was another VIP host there, Agulos, who's still actually in the industry, showed Agulos. And he kind of showed me the ropes along with Ace and everybody else. Um, and then you just get your connections there. And I think it's, you know, I just networked from there and just became, you know, the host that people wanted to go to or or called on if they needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and from then on, I was, you know, always a, you know, say the VIP host to, you know, having the Celtics and, you know, all the local sports teams. And then afterwards, um, you know, movies started to come in mm. more into town. They started filming more in movies. Right, so, right, right. you know, dealing with that and then concerts and, and things right. like that, you have, you know, the artists and, yeah. and the relationships with, um, with the radio people and, and things mm. like that. And you get those connections, and then the next thing you know, you're having the Monster Jam after party or something right, like that. Right, 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 I mean, so I've opened or or um, played, like, the event, like, where a uh, celebrity hosted or whatever, and if I do get the chance to, like, meet them, like, you know, I still get, like, oh, like, how do I approach them? Do I play it cool? Like, whatever, whatever. You being so in it, I mean, at least in the beginning, did you ever be like, okay, like, this is work, I can't. Even though I'm a huge fan of them, like, did you ever get those moments? And oh, stuff like absolutely, that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some people that, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, I really looked up to this guy, and he's texting me. And yeah, yeah, like, that yeah, must yeah, have been yeah. fucking insane. So it's it's yeah, it was pretty cool to me. And then you get in these relationships, and then you realize, um, you know, how genuine they are. They can be, you know, and just want to have a normal time too. You know, yeah. sometimes you go to the club, and they just want to be like, 
I want to be the star. I want like everybody, you know, uh-huh. show me out. I think, and then other times they just want to chill in the back and nobody see them, but enjoy themselves out, yeah, you know, yeah. not be bothered. And so I'm sure you approach those two different personalities different as their host, right? Like, how would you kind of? So you have like, yeah, like the rock star. I want to be in the middle of whatever, and then the dude who's in the back. How 100%. do you approach that? I think that you just you feel them out. So mm-hmm. you know when you check in on them, you know they usually have their. Um, you know, friends with a little entourage with them. You know, you check in on them. You know, you guys want some, you know, some ladies would like to meet you and stuff like that. Mm. No, then no. If, you you know, um, yeah, bring them all through, then then that's what you do. You just mm. kind of, you know, cater to them. I mean, it's their night out. Um, and you want to, you want them to have as much fun. And said, you know, I went to Boston and it was dope. You right. know, the music was good. And, you know, I had a fun time and um, I met a lot of cool people. That's yeah. What I yeah. I, I mean, so visiting your apartment, you had, tons of like memorabilia and like just like sign shit and like i was just like you would just <laughs> you're like pulling stuff out be like yo look at this and like yeah i mean that <laughs> yeah there's some cool Perks definitely cool moments yeah, um yeah. from you yeah, know meeting everybody and that's some of the stuff that i love um yeah, what's some of like the prize stuff you got oh uh, um a lot of autographed jerseys things like that but there's some there's some uh definitely cool ones um that I've got gotten it over the years. I used to have, we used to have the cones at the house and the, the traffic cones. That we oh yeah, that everyone and would everybody sign, right? has to sign it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Uh, when I moved out, I think we had four full size cones signed from everybody that's come over the, the house, which is pretty crazy. I mean, you still have them, right? I still have. Them. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. you made it seem like like when you moved, you gave them away. No, 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 no. That's some, that's some great, yeah. Um, Great memories on there and great people that, that stopped by from, I think, you know, some Patriots players came by and some Celtics guys, you know, a lot of people came by yeah, that, yeah. that apartment. It was, you know, it was, it was legendary. <laughs> um, dealing with, you know, all those different kinds of, kinds of personalities and stuff. I mean, I didn't even think about like the movie stars and stuff like that. I'm sure you can get like huge dicks. Are there any like horror stories that you can think of, of just like. Oh, uh, like be, have, being the host and, and anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not really horror stories. You want to make them have a good time. Um, you know, they can be, yeah, they can be needy or you know want things, but you you're making them have a good night. And if they're extremely rude to you, you can just let them be, and then you know, because that's the hard thing. Like, because you do want them to come back, no matter right, how exactly. much of a dick they are yeah, to you. Yeah, there are very few that are because they know that I have the power and. the the club to make their night, you know, mm. go smooth or, you know, okay, to, or, okay. or to just ignore them and then not be catered to. Mm-hmm. You mostly did, I mean, I'm assuming with, with it being athlete, mostly athlete based that um, you did mostly male um, VIPs. Who were some of like the female VIPs that you came across? Um, we did um, Paris Hilton one night came by a Tuesday, wow. which was really dope. Um, we've had, you know, Danica Patrick, the race car driver yeah, came yeah, yeah. by. Um, she came by with Mark Wahlberg. I think she was signed to his mm-hmm. uh, water company. Or we did an indie car, which I th- thought at first like an indie car like event. Like I've never watched indie car. Like yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be, you know. And it was the, one of the coolest parties. Yeah, um, we had a race car. We had an indie car parked outside the club. It was it was pretty dope. Um, Try something. Some other um, female. Uh, was that come? That have come through, just some you know, singers and and artists or people performing in town. We've mm-hmm, had, mm-hmm. Um, which have been has been really cool. Damn, that's that's yeah, it's crazy. Um, huh? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Model vibes. Um, I'm well, 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 I can tell this story one time. Yeah, uh, Kate Upton came, and she was just starting dating uh, Jason Verlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're married now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy, crazy, crazy party because um, he comes in first. Um, Swiss Beats was there. <laughs> um, Peter Dinklage uh, for Game of Thrones was there. What the fuck? Wait, what year is this? Uh, I don't know. I could maybe eight eight years ago. I don't know when they started dating. Yeah, I don't know. We can uh, we, we can look it up. Right. I they, have this. They just started dating, and I, I they may be dating for a little while because Verlander says my girlfriend's coming, but he doesn't say who it he is. He doesn't say who it is. He's like, can you go get her? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Can you go get her? Like she's just some like yeah. average ass it, She was like outside. actually outside, like waving to get in. Oh, uh, so they like, met in early 2012. This, yeah. So I was gonna say eight years ago. Yeah, that would seem yeah. Like you were on it, shit. Yeah. yeah, yo, that's mad funny. Wait, wait, wait. So, so hold on. Sorry, I kind of missed that last part. Uh, reading this. Um, so she, so he says. Can you go get my girlfriend? And you're just like, oh, it's just going to be some, you know, I'm sure lovely lady. No, I and, I knew. Oh, you knew? Dating her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because oh. it, was, it was pretty publicized. Okay, that, okay, yeah, okay. That they were dating. So I was like, wow. And it was, <laughs> yeah. And she was just out there, like, waving. And I was like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> come on in. It's, but she, she, she was cool and everything. Yeah, right? she was cool. Um, That's mad funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. A, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, uh, Swiss was there for the whole weekend. He had. So he was chilling. He wasn't hosting or. No, he was a DJ host, and he had a deal with, I believe it was Reebok at the time, mm-hmm. and he was. Mm-hmm. I think he was a creative director, or mm-hmm. maybe he was just meeting with the the Reebok. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because they're they're here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he met. Uh, so he was here the whole weekend. It was real cool. Yeah, yeah. I, he also um, he went to Harvard. Harvard, yeah. yeah he he just I think Harvard, he just yeah. graduated or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's insane because like, you know, like like I was saying earlier, like Boston being this weird market spot that like we have celebrities here, we don't have them. like when they're here, they don't want to be out here like that. Like it's so weird. Like you have people who do go to Harvard or who who I mean, Puma's here. New Balances is he, New Balances here. Reebok is here. Um, like so many big brands are headquartered here, so I'm like, yeah, like, like when um, uh, Rihanna was here like, like two years ago, and like randomly pulled up to Poorhouse, like, right, right, because she yeah. was having those Puma meetings, and it's just like these this this weird thing that like they're here, but we don't even realize. Like it's weird. I don't know. Like New York, you know that they're gonna be there. Right. You walk around being like, what celebrity am I gonna bump into? Yeah. Like I just heard that uh, DiCaprio and somebody else are filming a movie in Seaport. Oh really? Like oh, I, I didn't have no I idea. So. Yeah. To, Gabriel's here. Yeah. Damn, I fucking love that. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite actor. That's funny. Um and and so um the nights are moving well. Do you when you especially when you first started and you're and you're doing the the dual day job and were you like, yeah, I'm gonna be in here for twenty years? Or were you kind of just going with the flow? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought we had longevity and I thought you know, we were a lot younger back then. We had energy uh, we had great things going. I I only did the dual jobs I think for a year or two when I okay. was was six one seven, and then after that it was full time, um, full time with them from from then on. But yeah, I think I think we. I I think I knew it. Um, 
my parents thought it was a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they, that's how you're yeah. full-time. And then um, they saw how successful we were. I mean, back in the day, they would write up about articles and yeah. in the in the Herald and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Check, think, out, yeah. check out Jeff London's articles on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he just Googles. <laughs> um, so, so I think, yeah, I always thought about that, um, you know, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Mm. Um, 20 is, is long. Right, right, right. And I never thought it would come to to this stopping you know? Yeah, yeah you know you lose nights here and there you know places close and um places remodel so you stop your night yeah um but you never thought it would just be a complete stop for, absolutely for this and, long. and so you know you hear about this thing called covid happening creeping up on us things are kind of like we don't know what's happening then what was it like march like 15th or something where like everything is done yeah as a you know 20 year running you know a promotional party throwing company what what was what were the text messages what was the meeting like to at that moment i mean it's so tough i mean you want to think of creative ways and you know being a company that has been so creative over the years for for doing different you know parties or you know doing an indie car party um <laughs> yeah from starting, you know, a Latin night in downtown Boston, you know, we're so creative in, in, in doing so many things that, you know, our first thing was let's get some rest. <laughs> let's see how long this takes. Right, right. And then, you know, it, do we do, you know, an outdoor movie? Do we do, you know, a silent disco in a parking lot? Oh, um, that would be fun. You know, some, <laughs> something like that. And when you start to call around, Nobody knows what's going on, so right. you're not getting answers that you usually get. Right? Um, you know, do you do something? You know, Fox Sports Stadium. It, right. You can't get answers because I, it's so open ended that that mm -hmm. people don't know what's going on. That there is no you know solution to. There's no answer to what's going to happen or how we can do this. You know, these restrictions change so many different things. Uh, just even two hours, you know, moving it, moving them back from from whatever time to nine thirty now or ten o'clock. Yeah, it's, it it's, really, you know, it you really have to be creative to do to do yeah, something. Yeah, it, it like with that specific example with the whole nine thirty thing. Like, you know, I know people who you know whether they are able to pull something off or yeah, like they're doing the the hard stop at nine thirty or whatever, and people are texting us, texting me or texting whoever's involved. So like. What time y'all closing? And I'm like, yo, you know what time they're fucking closing. Right, Everyone right. knows what time they're closing. Right, yeah. Why are you making this harder for everything? Like, if you want to go do what you want to do, like, you know you have to come at 7. God forbid you have to come at 7. Like, right, But it's exactly. just these the, the way people are just programmed. Whether Maybe it's social media. Maybe, we don't know what it is. But, like, people are just, like, not... They think it's your fault. They think it's my fault. They think it's the... You know what I mean? Like, oh... Jeff is not letting us party past 9.30. Right. Like, fuck Jeff. He used to be so cool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all fucked up. I mean, without getting too personal, like, how are you specifically looking at this moving forward or adjusting, have been adjusting last nine months? Yeah, it's, it's hard to adjust. Um, you know, I literally worked, you know, two events over the nine months. And it's just not hard for me. I see how many other people are affected. And it's, you know, managers security bartenders busboys all those people i mean i don't have a family yet but i can imagine you know making money every week and then 
going to nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the saddest part um, is that we don't know when it's going to end and there's no income for so many people that that worked in those that area. And it's just not the people that actually work there, but... You know, even the people that supply the liquor and all those, right? You know, <laughs> they don't. They, yeah. I doubt they're supplying anyone liquor or I food to a restaurant. You know, that's kind of I saw this stat among the million of stats that are on social media about this stuff, but like the, the the nightlife, food restaurant industry as a whole, it was like I forgot how much money it like put into the economy. It was just this insane number that oh, yeah, a lot of people don't like consider. And like, just cause you were saying it's, it's way past, you know, like you're saying the people that supply the liquor, those people that supply right. all that stuff. It's, it's this, it's this it's huge ripple effect. Yeah. yeah. This huge chain of, of, of people that are being horribly, cause people uh, like, like, you know, being a DJ and everything like that, everyone's, Oh, you know, it must be hard, whatever, whatever. But they think it's just the party. Oh, you can't party anymore. Boo hoo. I'm like, dude, like you have to understand like a lot of like, Jav, 20 years in the game doing this straight. Like, how do you how do you think he's doing? Like, how do you think, yeah, like you were saying, the, the suppliers, the, the bus boy, like, it's it's all just, I don't know, people, I think, especially on social media, have been, like, minimizing our industry a yeah. lot. And, because, and, again, to a lot of people, it is just partying that they do for five years of their lives. You know? and, so, and some of it, too, people have other jobs. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I think people, that was their second job. But that second job was what paid the rent. That second job yeah. was what... Yeah, you know, fed the kids, or you know, absolutely, got, you know, the, it's Christmas time almost stuff yeah. like that. You know, holidays. You know, like I think that's when it hits, uh, hits people. You know, really, when you have holidays and things like that. That you yeah, know, these this time was you know crucial. Yeah, yeah, my five year plan got completely messed up from, you know, losing all my gigs and stuff like that. Um, like I've completely had to like recalibrate and and adjust everything because uh i lost like a third of my third 100%. almost half of my income like um it so i i asked a lot of uh the past guests you know their involvement in nightlife like like when when's the end for them um you know uh i had a our first guest was a is a newer promoter mm-hmm. um and i was just like you know look in the future like when do you think you're gonna like hang the gloves up kind of thing is this something for you that you think will be the thing that that ends it for you, or you think this isn't gonna, gonna end it for me? I think it's just a is a step for me to go in a kind of a different direction. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's not gonna be per se a promoter. Maybe it's gonna be more, you know, doing podcasts. You know, yeah. maybe you know with <laughs> with the celebrities that I meet. You know, or you know, uh, maybe it's you know working you know, more of the day shifts as opposed to staying out to n- at night, you know, mm. night, six nights a week, eight nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> it literally feels like that. Um, yeah, it's moving in a different direction. Will I still probably run those nights? Oh, yeah, hopefully, and hopefully it'll mm. still be successful. You know, I don't know what the, the future holds. I think that's the toughest part because uh, before, you know, I could have a night that didn't succeed mm-hmm. and you just go back to the drawing board and try again. Right. Where now it's, I don't know when it's going to hopefully be back on. Um, and I think it will be different when it comes back on. I think it will be, um, you know, obviously not, not packed, packed nights and just, you know, different formats and things like that. And I think music caters to 
to how things are going to be where it's maybe it's more loungy type. Now we're going to have DJs like that. Or do you have like a three, like a drummer and like some, a horn section playing with the DJ. So it's a more chill uh, mm. kind of vibe as opposed to just like slamming tracks. Right, and stuff right, like right, that. right. You, you, you uh, just briefly mentioned like a different format. Do you have any kind of idea what that might look like? Cause I think, um, because again, the people who aren't in the industry, they're like, "Oh, like when it opens, it opens," and we just—it's going to be exactly the way we think it is. But you're saying like, like you adding the instrumentation is like an idea that I didn't even think about. Uh, I mean, that's why you you have 20 years in the game, and I don't. Um, no, I don't. I don't know what it's going to be like, and I think we're going to have to adjust to it, you know. And I think that's the part where it weeds out people: is are you mm -hmm. going to adjust to it, or are you or are you going to try to bring it back like it's supposed to be and you're just going to fall off. Right, right. And, um, I, and I think where that has become, like, um, you know, it's hard to, how do I say this? Um, like promoters, you know, they always have something to promote, I think. It takes, you know, they they all have distinct personalities where they can do that. You know, fucking Ado's doing all this other shit. <laughs> um, and, but I think with DJs, like, DJs are kind of marked by the gigs they get, the reps they get, you know, I th and you saying that people d are losing the longevity or like they start fall off. Like I think DJs are falling off like by the, d by the day, yeah. like more COVID casualties. There were like, too many of them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's insane. Cause like I'm seeing them go and, and I'm seeing yeah. them just hanging it up and like deleting their page or like deleting their DJ stuff. Well, I think those, you know, I think you have to have a, what we talked about earlier is passion. And I think some of these people did it for, the wrong, not the wrong reasons, but they did it for being the cool person, uh, getting in for free, you know, mm. do, doing not for the passion of music per se or playing in front of, of people. I think people, you know, that really have the passion, that really, you know, research the music and, and kind of live, you know, the life of the DJ, even though they might have other jobs, but really mm. live it out to hear other DJs and do all that. Where some just do it, you know, for fun. I yeah. think that weeds kind of it out from the real people that have been doing it. Mm. And having worked with you guys, I noticed that 617, you know, or rather other promoter promoting companies, they'll stick with like five DJs. Like they're like, hey, like this is there. We like this sound and we'll just stick with them. 617 had like 30, 40 at a time. I felt like. Oh, yeah. I, th I think one of the, the cool things that we do is, is, like on a Wednesday night, we'd pair up two DJs that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wouldn't, you know, necessarily uh, DJ together. Um, and I think that was, you, you get to see like different, you know, styles. And, mm -hmm. and I think that was, it was fun for me. I love yeah. music. I think you have to be open to certain people. You try certain people out. Um, and you got to give your crowd something different too. You know, sometimes DJs get complacent and they're playing the same set. And that travels, you know, I, how many times, they, you know, play Meek Mill at 12 o'clock, you know, you know, it gets redundant. And, mm. and so when you bring in new DJs, you know, it, it switches it up a little bit. You get a new playlist and hopefully, you know, they're at their caliber to play the room. But also, I think different rooms have different DJs, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I don't, you're not going to put Tiesto at, at, at Saint. He's a yeah. huge, you know. Right. Big Night Live guy, he's a huge Royale, like, play, right. you know, play massive things where I think that each DJ has, they can be versatile, but I think each DJ has a strong point where certain rooms work for them. For them. Absolutely.
absolutely. And so, uh, being being a promoter, being um, you know, working with the bookings and stuff like that, what were things that would turn you off from a DJ, or what's something that you'd be like, oh, besides the fact that you want to give people a chance, what's something that you'd be like, oh yeah, no, this guy, I, I want to give him a chance. Hate microphones. Hate microphones. Really? Oh, you. I feel like you like me and Stams and and dudes who who, who like microphones. No, I hate microphones. Talk with your hands. Mm. Um, Damn, how did I make it this far? Because <laughs> I because I think yeah. Jeff likes me. Yeah. There there are many DJs that talk on the on the mic, but there's also DJs that talk uh, talk on the mic and then have a few drinks and then they talk and talk and talk. Yeah, forget yeah, about yeah. the music. Um, right, right, right. No, Stacks, you're a great DJ. Um, <laughs> a great yeah, t- I think, great I think, talker too. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think. Um, um showing up late um yeah. you know just being prepared for the night um you know if we have a special host uh whether it be a, a you know an up and coming you know whatever it may be that you have the songs ready for that person mm-hmm. um you're mm-hmm. prepared with you know with any track that they can say you know I want to do this you're prepared um you know just being professional um you know, you can be as cocky as you want. That's cool. I mean, you got. I mean, that's. I think is in this industry, a lot of people are. Um, yeah. But uh, that's fine. But yeah, get off the mic. <laughs> is that um? I don't know, cause cause, cause uh, it's such a I think a hip hop thing, especially East Coast hip hop thing. Like like New York, that's like I think where like you have like Funk Flex who doesn't shut up. Kind right. Of right. Thing. Yeah. Um. Is it just because you're so into the music, or you think it interrupts the vibe? Like, I'm I, just curious. Honestly, this is more of a me thing. <laughs> I, I think uh, <laughs> no, I think it interrupts the vibe. I think there's certain moments where it yeah. works, and then I think they're you know shouting out every yeah dude that's in the club because he's your boy. Is that doesn't work? Hyping up the crowd, a hundred percent. But then it, sometimes it goes overboard where you're missing the song out, or you're singing the lyrics instead of you know. Jay Z, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, everyone has their opinion. Like, even especially like people in the crowd. Like, I've been with groups that are like, "Oh my god!" Like, they're making it so much better. They're accentuating. Then I know people. They're like, "Oh my god!" That, that guy doesn't shut up. I, it's, it's interesting, and, and that's why I ask because I, yeah. I, I, I like to kind of see where people are coming from. And also, you know. too, is like some DJs don't know how to deal with like sound, so that it sounds good in their booth or their monitor. Yeah, yeah but they're it sounds like it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Um, but uh, speaking of like like DJs and stuff, but you were doing um talent management, weren't you? So London Talent, yeah, yeah. And the, and that was, I mean, again back, um, back in the day when just helping booking DJs, you know, throughout. We were having so many DJs come to Boston, um, you know, whether it be like scam artists or mm. or other DJs from Chicago, um. And so I wanted to give back something to the, to some of our local guys, um, and you can shout out Hectic and some of those guys, and I think uh, getting the exposure out there really helped them. You know what they would end up doing is trade gigs. So right, right, right. Uh, they would go out to Chicago, you fly out to Chicago, um, you know New York. And then we'd have the New York DJ. And I think that gave us some flavor too, you know, from Chicago. And actually, I think some of these Chicago DJs have been DJing for us for, you know, eight years or so. Um, 
So it really, you know, people started to like them and people, you know, recognize them coming in now. Sometimes when you have DJs come in, you have to sell the DJ. You don't, like, nobody knows that guy's name. You may know him because you're you yeah. know, a fellow DJ or yeah, you follow yeah, yeah. him. The average person doesn't know. So what right. do I have to sell this guy for in order to people to, to come see him? Right, right, right. Um, and... Is that how uh, you met Malcolm, or did you know him on a personal level otherwise? No, I met Malcolm doing that exact same thing. That's yeah. So that's, that's how, you, yeah. how you guys... So another promoter it? was like, I have a friend down in D.C. Um, could we bring him up for a Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how... I, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, it's... it's Because um, it's fucking COVID, man. Like, I was just getting into my trade trading gigs bag, and, like, yeah. that's how... Like, this past summer was supposed to be a huge summer for me in terms of getting out and because I was trading. Right. Um, and it's it's a lot of people, a lot of DJs wonder how you start getting out of state and starting to, like, spread your wings in that way. And, and, and so it's interesting that, like, that was kind of a thing you were man- managing to an extent, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would just help the guys out because, you know, and just because we had so many DJs calling in to come play and, you know, because of... Um, and then so I would try to you know do the reverse. I don't do it. I mean, I'd help the DJs out now, but I really don't, you know, I really don't do the, mm. the artist booking anymore. I do the artist booking f- along with uh, Riz. Shout out Riz235. Um, Rizzy. We, we gave him a big shout out last episode too, Rizzy. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been doing a lot of the bookings as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, why did you... Like, did you ever think about leaving Boston at all? Like, you were so successful here. Did you ever think, oh, maybe I can go to New York market or just a different market? Yeah, I mean, I think there were, there was a time, I think, that um, to see another market or to to be in another market was, a, like, a kind of a goal. Um, I think these were the times when, when Vegas started getting huge, you know, mm. and you see a lot of the Boston guys out there. Um mm. You know, there must have been, you know, four or five guys that left Boston that to do Vegas clubs and became successful. Uh, then they went to, you know, South Beach, and then South Beach kind of became a huge, huge spot. Um, but I love Boston so much, I, I don't think I'd ever leave. Yeah. That's that's that um, being from a Boston neighborhood shit. Like, because like, yeah. you, you know what, like, that real shit is and, like, how, like, right. being from the... And New York's just too crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It it's funny because um, so I mean you know like Boston being such a like a college school like there's a school college town that like there's so many people that aren't really from here and that they think they know Boston or whatever whatever um, what's your opinion just like being you know from Rust Rocks maybe from like the South Side uh, Boston neighborhoods and then kind of being where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, I think I had a great experience growing up. I mean, West Roxbury, I went to Boston Public Schools, so I, I loved. What it. school did you go to? I went to the Armberger and then went to Timothy in Roxbury. Wow, yo, yeah. you're Boston as fuck. Yeah. Wow. Um, nice. I went to the Tim, um, which actually closed down, I think, a year or two ago. I don't know if it's still uh, around. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Don't know. But, I uh, mean, I know a ton of like kids that I grew up went to Timothy and yeah. everything. But I think it gave me an experience where, um, where I saw different, you know, the Armberger and the Timothy and Boston Public Schools brought in um, kids from every kind of neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where, you know, you know, you listen, you start, you know, middle school, you listen to diversity of music and, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you see different, you know, celebrations, different holidays that people celebrate and things like that. And I think that gave me a, opened my mind to a, to a lot of things. And I think, mm. you know, growing up in Boston and then I went to uh, high school at St. Sebastian. So oh, word, like a, pri- a private school right after yeah. all boys private school. So it was, it was totally different. So when I came in, you know, listening to hip hop in seventh grade and yeah. Bill DeVoe and they were listening to Led Zeppelin, it was like yeah. totally, you know, so totally different. I actually but. had a, I went to a uh, private school as well. Okay. Um, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I mean, for me, it was like a little different being Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of the kids that I went to like elementary school, like around my neighborhood in Rosendale, they're like, oh no, like you sold out. And like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, I had this weird in between. Cause like, I was still just like the first generation Brown kid that's in a private school. Right. Whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah, like, like you said, Led Zeppelin, like I got into Led Zeppelin cause yeah, of private yeah, school and like, yeah. you know, I got it the queen and then you know all that stuff um and that definitely helped transcend like the, the way i view music as a dj like i play like a lot of sample stuff and like right. i like to study all that shit and i and think that's dope with sorry to cut you off. no no that, no that's dope how um you know like the am and the mashup era kind of like took yeah. over or, which Facts. that was that what i thought was so cool because it was mixing the genres up like mm-hmm. so well yeah yeah and 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 that's why um, I kind of appreciate COVID DJing in a way. Like, it is a silver lining as a DJ because now it's like you were saying, it's not headbanging music anymore to rip everybody's head off. It's now it's like we can get a little funky. We can get a right. little groovy. We can set a vibe, more of a lounge thing. So, like, I can go back to maybe, uh, you know, play a sample of a whatever. I can play a Bell Biv DeVoe. I can maybe drop, like, a, a Led Zeppelin if, if, if it's the right crowd. Like, right. And, and it works now. You know, I've been doing a lot of, like, the brunch sets and – playing like um i did this um <clears throat> i have this like transition thing where i play um a part of an acapella of black dog by led zeppelin sure. it's like hey yeah. man, i like the way you move and i'll loop that so i like the way you move go make you dance go make you grow i loop that part and i play move bitch by ludicrous under super it dope. and yeah. so it's like playing on move and move and it works perfectly and it's one of those things that you know if you're eating or whatever drinking with your friends and you're just like okay he's playing led zeppelin Oh, he's playing Ludacris. Oh, this is weird. That would never hit at a club because right, right. playing Led Zeppelin at a club would be fucking weird. Yeah. But, like, I'm appreciating that I can do shit like that now. 100%. Um, yeah. That sounds dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, sticking on to the uh, neighborhood shit. Have you... Um, tangents. Um, have you heard of Trial 4 on Netflix? Yes, I have. I haven't watched it yet. Yo, so I just started watching it this past weekend. It's like... Uh, like it, So... Um, I mean, do you know about the... the yeah, no. yeah, so so the thing is, so it happened in 93. I'm born 94. And so, like, I didn't really know that this happened. Um, and so, but everyone's telling me, it's like, yo, you're from Rosalind. You have to watch this. You have to watch it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yo, minutes away from, like, steps from, like, my neighbor, like, my uh, childhood home. It's on American Legion, which is, like, where I grew up. And it's, like, it's so weird because you see so many, like, docuseries, like, in investigation, whatever's. And you're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, imagine if that was my hometown and, like, whatever. And, like, now that it is, and they're doing, like, the drone aerial shots of literally my neighborhood, and it's, like, way too close. So, like, I get, Super crazy, like, yeah. I, I get, like, uncomfortable where I'm, like, like, they they have this one specific uh, drone shot, and I can see my house. Wow. And I, and I was, like, this is bad, weird. And, and one of the uh, dudes that they're interviewing, I didn't realize, because I was just a kid at the time, was my homie's dad oh wow you know what i mean yeah, and i was yeah. just like like he he so my i have a twin sister and she was like yo 
homeboy's dad is in this and i was like really she goes just watch it first episode like he's in it that's and i'm crazy. and i'm like yeah. yo i'm like yo what the yeah, fuck that's on my uh to to watch list yeah now see that's what this time has i have a lot of time to yeah, watch yeah, netflix yeah. but you being from west August, roxbury you're yeah. gonna be like yo this is kind of kind of water at all kind of hits literally close to home close to home um i mean uh so uh we we were talking um with case last week and on last episode that um you know if a vaccine kind of like i mean a vaccine actually might drop literally in a few weeks apparently let's say a vaccine drops tomorrow everyone takes it and it works beautifully COVID is done by next week like what's the first thing you do do you try and go back to work throw the biggest party in the world or are are you are you going to sit on it not sit on it but yeah i mean start going back to work but not throwing the biggest party in the world you want to build back up the trust from everybody Mm. i think you want to build um you know sort of a you know somewhat safe environment if you're slamming stuff again and just being absolutely reckless i don't think that's the way to go because i don't need the money from that one Saturday night. Mm. I need the money from the fifty-two Saturday nights, you know. So I don't want <laughs> so to. Bro- that's a good. You know, that's a good. I don't want to, um, you know, ruin it over w- one night. Yeah, but I think people are hungry to go out. I mean, it's there. Like, I mean, we know being in the industry, there are people that are still like, because because there is that like a uh, social responsibility, right? Like not being the person that spreads it not being the one that's like yeah i know pandemics here but fucking i need to get this money i know that we can name people off the top of our head that you know are kind of not really thinking about the social responsibility part um and are still chasing the money and still trying to like make things happen like i know i know like uh like the young young like college promoters that are like doing house party stuff like back to the house parties like throwing like i'm seeing on snapchat and stuff there's like 200 kids in a in a basement whatever and i'm yeah. like <gasps> like and, but they're just trying to make their bread and it's one of those things where it's like you know i know that they're getting tons of backlash because they'll post like those like oh if like you're so concerned about my money like blah, blah 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 and it's like a really weird balance of wanting to provide for yourself and and you know do what you need to do to like survive and hey maybe i shouldn't host like yeah, I think it's a yeah, I think it's a yeah, it's a sticky situation. I mean, I think if you're absolutely reckless, I think that's that's a little beyond. But if you're, you know, doing it, you know, playing it sort of safe, I think that's the best way to do it. But um you know, you don't want to go overboard right away. Um, mm. I think you want to have, you know, but also, you know, I'm older too. I think if I was 21 too and I was locked in, you know, most people live with their parents, you know, like I want to get out too. Yeah. Um, so I could, I see both aspects of it, but I've seen some of those parties. Straight, <laughs> straight reckless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. I'm, I mean, yeah, I guess the difference with you is like, you're like, okay, I've partied enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like you could appreciate a good break. I mean, uh, we, me and Ada were saying this, la- la- I think last week, like we're, we're in the, the max contract years. Like we're on yeah, the, yeah, we're in right. the golden years. Like, we're we're kind of right. I mean I'm doing okay, um, I'm not like it's not like I'm 21, um, but like um, my birthday's next week and I'm like last year I was having a huge party with Ado and this yep. year I'm probably yeah, just exactly. gonna yeah no and I feel for people you know I can't imagine you know being your senior year you know my nephew's oh, senior God. year of college you know oh, I can't imagine you know stuff like that or you know or any of it but you know just the 
the social aspects of people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just being, you know, just went to nothing. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's one of those things where it's funny because people be like, Oh, like, like I used to play cure Saturdays. Right. Mm-hmm. And people be like, Oh, I'm getting tired of cure. Like I'm yeah. there to like, Oh, cures missing this or it needs this or whatever. And now it's like, I just want to go to cure. Oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. All those. Yeah. Nights <laughs> and, yeah. How long was that that Sunday run at Cure? Oh, I think like eight to ten years, probably. Wow. Yeah, I th- it went from it went from Saint, and then uh, Saint got remodeled. Went to Storyville. So in the meantime, we left and went to Mantra, then Bond, then Cure, and uh, yeah, that was. Uh, Yo, uh, you. I think I only know. 20% of the venues you've like listed <laughs> yeah. off in during this whole episode. So yeah, Mon- <laughs> yeah, Mantra was, yeah, was on uh Temple Place. It's we're now where okay. um okay. Chris Coombs' uh steakhouse is uh, Boston Chops. Oh that was Mantra. Okay, okay. Um it was an old bank, it was super dope set up. Whoa, that's dope. Um and then yeah, Bond is, was in the Langham Hotel. That was one of the coolest rooms mm. ever. But they were doing that. Um but Bond Room was probably one of the best rooms in the city. Wow. And then, yeah, and then Saint was, it was kind of the same setup as Storyville. Um, actually, in Storyville, so I don't think any longer there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, but I think that's going to happen, too. I think a lot of places are going to shut down, too. And it's just sad. Uh, you know, I'm seeing it now, not just restaurants, but now these clubs are. Yeah, it's I, hard, too. Yeah. It's a lot of these clubs in, in Boston, especially, like, they were not barely surviving, but like it's not like they were these like Yeah, I mean they would make their money on the weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Have one off night to, you know, make money. Um, you know, they cover the bills on the weekends and then they have a off night or Thursday or whatever night to uh you know, to make some money. Is um is Cure Space or Hava Space, whatever, um is that owned by the theater or is that are they two separate entities? Owned by the same. Owned by the by the theater, right? Um you having, I guess, seeing like the the rise and falls of all these different venues. Like, do you think where where Boston was at the time of COVID coming? Would you be like, yeah, like I, I like how Boston is venue wise. Like, I think there's good there's good options. There's good opportunities for us to make money. There's good uh, places to go to for um, people. Or where you're like, nah, this the way it is sucks. Like, I, I've seen it when it was better. Or what I think, I, I it's hard. Um, I think it was it was great. But I also think it was so spread out. I mean, places that are restaurants now turn into, you know, like a club. Mm-hmm. Um, so it got kind of diluted, um, mm. you know, not just necessarily bars and clubs. It was like, you know, I don't want to name places, but they, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they became a restaurant and then, you know, try to make something into nightlife because they know that, you know, food sales don't cover you know, liquor sales do yeah, yeah. they put a dj in the most random places um some of them are cool spots and i think that's really cool and to do it differently um but yeah i think it got kind of diluted at the end but then then you have really cool places um that opened up in really cool clubs and people are spending money into putting in these clubs um mm-hmm. and then you have the ones that have been there around forever that are still kicking um, <laughs> which is nice that haven't you know had the you know super LEDs and you yeah. know, uh, but it's just like 
an OG, yeah, an OG yeah, yeah, club yeah. that you just love. You just like the feel of it, you know. Yeah, the sound yeah. system sucks, but you gotta <laughs> go there. You know, it's hot as hell. You know, no AC, but you know, you love it. Um, so yeah, but I think that has its own feel. I think, um, you know, the theater district itself has its own feel to it, and I mm -hmm. think it's you know its own character where oh absolutely seaport has you know a total different feel and yep. then you have Faneuil hall and then you have so you have like little almost like neighborhoods of bars and clubs um that i think gave it you know character um and i think that's it had something for everybody yeah um you know you want you know a reggae night on a sunday or do you want you know a jazz brunch and you know you know, cool things like that. It's, it's so interesting because hearing you hearing you say that, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. But then at the same time, like, when we were living in it, the amount of times I was like, oh, like, we don't have enough of this or enough of that. Or, you know, I wish Boston had more. Like, I remember saying that all the time. And it's just this weird, is it the way you look at it? Is it people maybe not be so open-minded? What do you think that kind of... I, th I think it's both. To? I mean, yeah, I think it's the way... I think when you look back on things, you just kind of remember the good times, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like... So it's hard, too. It's like, oh, I remember that club. I'm sure I had bad nights at that club, but I just remember, like, the this being, like, the craziest party I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there's always room for... To do more, and I think everything is always evolving, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you said before we would not be ahead of the trend, but I think we always keep up somewhat with the trend. And I think evolving is good for everybody. Um, whether it's a new kind of music coming out, new style of clothing, uh, you know, whether it goes from now bottle service to, you know, watching a concert at a table instead of, you know, you know just mm. uh, sitting on a, a floor cool things like that can make and put character on this on the city you know yeah uh, you you were saying how um something that's like something that uh, a lot of djs did that was bad was like talking on the microphone right what is something that you would see a, a promoter or or someone like whether it be the, the kind of flyer they posted the kind of event they're doing the way they're doing what you'd be like ugh, like that's that's not the way it should be or are you or you're not really fucking with that um I think when <laughs> some of the things, how how they word things um, mm. can give a bad like connotation to like a, you know, or just say, you, you know, or kind of like faking the funk, like saying, oh, special, you know, celebrity guests invited. <laughs> I mean, because you tagged him on Twitter doesn't mean they're invited, you know. Uh, I wish you guys could see his face like as he's saying <laughs> <laughs> um, I th you know, stuff like that, or, you know, just mimicking flyers. Um, mm. I always, I always hated when, um, when promoters like, like, uh, cut the, the budget on the flyer. It, yeah. it always kind of bothered me. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't mind what, you know, most promoters do. Some, I mean, it gets under my skin, but you know, they're, they're out there hustling too. Mm. Um, you know, cherry picking tables, you go to another promoter's night and and start meeting their VIPs. Yeah, oh, that's that's a no no. Okay. Handing out business cards to other VIPs. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely why. Um, yeah, um, yeah, offering deals just to come to your night instead of you know. Oh shit! I oh I've definitely seen that. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be like yeah. oh or um, but 
But what do you think about like like um, the people who are waiting in line? Do you think that's free game? So if like so if like me and Ado are you know the 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 wackies of the night and we're in line, we don't know anybody, so we're kind of just like you know hands in pockets, whatever. And you come up to me and you're like, hey, like fuck this place. I can get you, if you walk in with me. Like, you think that's free game? Since we're no, not absolutely not. They're waiting in line to go into that place. Mm. You know, um, if they're wandering the street looking for, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're waiting in line for a specific thing. Yeah, that's they're coming in for a specific. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't, yeah, it's not fair game. Damn, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. For me, it was it was the flyer thing where I was like, come on, guys, like like I don't even want to post this. The the thing that the thing that kind of. <laughs> that I always laughed at. Oh, put in ugly DJs on flyers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That hurt a lot. <laughs> Not <laughs> you, snacks. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm, I'm saying like if it's either me or Chantel Jeffries, that's yeah. it. you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I don't blame. No, it's hard. yeah. I mean, like yeah. I mean, obviously, you know. <laughs> The flyers with the fake girls on them too. I know oh. they're not. I know they're not going to be oh. there either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that shit was always funny. Though. I, bet, <laughs> yeah. I bet there was a, a flyer that like someone just like transposed like this picture of like Rihanna on it, and all the comments were like, "Is Rihanna going to be there?" Yeah, yeah. And, it's yeah. Just, and the, the person in the comments just no, yeah. no. We just used her picture, and I was like, "I bet you regret using that picture it's so bad." Yeah. The thing that annoyed me was um was number one Saturday night. And I was like, this is the fifth flyer I've seen yeah. know, tonight on Friday that says they're number one Saturday. And and it's and it's like <laughs> me being I was just like, what are the rankings? Like Right. Like what did, what did, who did you beat to be number like like Or sold out Saturdays. <laughs> Guess what? If you sold out, that means you can't have people come in. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. Like we're gonna have a slam night. Totally yeah, understand. Ado goes on to <laughs> totally understand if, if you're gonna have a slam night, you put it in. It's gonna be crazy tonight, but you can't write it's sold oh, out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because then no one, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I lost my chance." Yeah, I'm I don't want to go, go there. It's sold out already. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. interesting, interesting. Inter yeah. Well, okay. So, so if you have sold out tables, yeah, you, you're not gonna be like, "Oh, table sold out. Like we're gonna have a great night." Like, what's Absolutely your not? No. Uh, I said it's going to be jam night, but you don't want to tell somebody that they can't have it. Somebody comes to the door, and they can't get in, and they canceled, and I have somebody on, on right, like, right. backup, or, yeah, somebody comes to the door, and you want to drop, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to move a table, you're going to make a table, you're going to do something, right, you know. Right, 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 somebody right. might be finishing up their table, you, you yeah. I don't think, yeah, I mean, it's, Oh, you know, that's, so, that's so interesting. Fuck, because cause now that I think about it, like, I'm, like, I'm the DJ that's like, oh, yeah, sold out, like, we're lit, like, because... I guess it depends, like, kind of where you are in the thing. Because, like, I'm not the one booking tables. Right, so. right. Because when I say it's like, oh, snacks, please. Sold out nights. Good for him. Like, you know what I mean? But when you say it like that, it's it's true. Yeah, like, why would you say Because then no one else is going to Yeah, and then if you have five tables canceled and you're stuck with, you don't have a, you know. That's now true. you have half the tables booked. Yeah. And it's true because, like, hearing you say that, like, I mean, granted, I got, you know, I got the, uh. Not the end, because it's not the end, but, like, the later part of you, Ace, and, like, Timmy's, like, careers and stuff like that, yeah. where it's, like, like, I'm sure when you guys were younger, it was, like, oh, yeah, like, it was, you know, you, you guys have learned, right? A hundred percent, yeah. So, but I'm just, like, thinking, like, you comparing you guys to other, uh, like, uh, promoter teams, like, sorry, Ado, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, like, yeah, you guys were always, like, way more... You learn. Chill. I mean, you, like, I don't know yeah, the word. Like, you, you learn though going through it. I mean, there's still mistakes. You're still learning. You still, I still, you still have to be up, you know, 
on booking DJs. You still have to be up on the music. You still have to, you know, so you're still learning what to do. You know, if I did, a, you know, a night that I did the same 10 years ago, it probably wouldn't work. You right, know? absolutely. Um, so you have to, you know, keep learning of what's, you know, that's why we rely on younger people. We have to have younger people to bring in, you know, you know, you have to have the Ados and you have to have right, right, people right. like that to, you know, bring his, you know, BC crowd in or his younger crowd in, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't like hanging with old guys. <laughs> so be, yeah. Was was there ever points or whether it be like you or Ace or anyone else in your team that you were like, yo, like we're kind of out of touch or like, did you ever feel that way or anything? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of the nights I, I said, you know, uh, you know, this isn't going to work. And it was actually a home run, you know. And it was just, and I was like, why do people like this guy? You know, it was a host or, yeah, I don't know who it was. Maybe, you know, we've had so many great hosts over recently. But it was somebody like, um, you know, 21 Savage, who I thought was like yeah, yeah, the yeah. opposite of what hip-hop should be. And, Interesting. And, yeah. And then I'm like, am I my parents right now? Like, Yeah, yeah you being know, the, the old guy. Was, yeah, yeah, am yeah. I the old guy? Like, <laughs> my mother used to be like, change the music. This, this. And I'll be like, oh, it's awesome. And then now I'm saying it, like. I, I do that to my little yeah. my little sister's uh, I was 16, like, and I do that yeah. to her all the time. And I'm like, fuck, I'm the washed-up old guy doing that. Yeah. Um, the thing that never resonated with me was, um, uh, like, uh, former, 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 like, hosts or former contestants on, like, bachelor, like The Bachelor. Yeah. Or, like, those kinds of, like, when I saw those as hosts, I'd be like, I don't, maybe it's just because I don't watch it. Like watch the show ever, but like it was one of those. Things where I was like, why would anyone go for this guy? Like go for this guy? Or yeah, like that or MTV reality stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's they're hit or miss too. It's like hit or miss, yeah, yeah, because it's like yeah, if you don't watch the show, like it has to be a super popular show. Yeah, you know, I've, yeah, we've, I think yeah, real world stars. Yeah, like real it, it, stars. it was always it was always very interesting to me because because there's such um, what's the like a temporary. Such temporary fame, like when oh, you're on yeah. the start, because yeah. when it's like the once the season's over, yeah, yeah. it's done. You know what I mean? Well, actually, I mean, uh, yeah, Jammin' host Ashley was on on uh, Real World. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And she's, I think she went to Northeastern. Shout out Ashley. Um, but she used to come to yeah venue. She came all the time. But yeah, what well, I don't think Real World was. Uh, you have to be like the the crazy person on the show, or right, right, the, the most memorable to, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To, I feel like the in as far as uh, reality shows go, like the only thing that would like really bang would be like Jersey Shore or something like that. Like yeah. anyone from Jersey Shore yeah. would, would. We had would yeah, fire. I think we had yeah, we had Pauly D. We've had the situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had a definitely a couple of those people early on. Um, I think yeah, Pauly was was coming out to Rumor Tuesdays, you know, back in the day. It's crazy. It's insane. Um. Have you done, like, a lot of traveling, like, at least in the U.S., to and kind of compare, like, you know, Boston Nights or how you guys are going, approaching things and how other states are doing them or other Yeah, cities? absolutely. I mean, yeah, you can look at, you know, different markets, um, and, I, and I do follow a lot to see what the trends are. I mean, there's, you know, I think it used to be mega clubs, and then it started being, you know, the small intimate stuff. Uh, then it goes... Um, you know, there are different trends that go through bottle service and, you know, and then, um, you know, huge light shows, mm -hmm. different trends of charging cover charge or then charging, you know, 
tabs now. So it's like a $50 mm-hmm. tab to get into this place as opposed to a cover charge. Um, so all different, yeah, ways to do it. Um, yeah, Wait, so, so sorry, the tab thing. So, because that goes towards your bill, right? Right. So you say, yeah, if you want to come into this place, you have to spend, you know, X amount of dollars and they run your card at the beginning. And so you have a tab. So it's, you know, say, all right, huh. $100 a person. So they swipe your card at the door for 100 and Because it guarantees yeah, that the bar is going to make that much correct. money. Yeah. As huh. opposed to doing a cover charge. Um, yeah, you've seen all different ways. Um, that, that, is, that must be a non-Boston thing. Because I've, I've just have never yeah, heard that. New York thing, yeah. Damn, I need to get out more. <laughs> Damn, that's, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I would... Res- because to me, I'm like, I would run that anyway. You know what I mean? And I yeah, guess I mean, th- I'm not saying that 100 is the correct number. I'm sure they yeah, blow yeah, it yeah. up, yeah. But I think that's also how they do it per person, how they charge minimums for bottle service. They do it per person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and those trends, I mean, there's trends in alcohol too. I mean, you, you have in like Grey Goose for so long and everybody just gets, you know, vodka or whatever. And now you're having Ace of Spades, which is an expensive bottle. That's the cool thing now, which is great. And then you have <laughs> 1942, which is another Out of nowhere, way. everyone yeah, wants it, yeah. Super expensive. Yep, um, yep, yep. So, you know, it's great when they, when um, the cool bottle is not the most expensive. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it, I was talking about this with um, with Jason before. Um, I think that there was a huge, especially in Boston, this huge like crowd or audience that didn't fuck with VIP or, or bottle service at all. They were like, yeah, we'd like to go and dance and have a good time. But this bottle shit, this where it's all about uh, prestige and, you know, it's very, um, what's the word? Like, um, I don't know. Everyone just like, everyone just kind of sucks. And like, yeah, yeah. and, and, but but Boston is so fueled by that. I have nowhere to go being the VIP host. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? Oh, what do of you course. Think about yeah. That? I, I think that's where you have to play, you know, because you also want people to have fun as they are. So you want to have, so something like a venue where it's ideal, where you have tables, but you have a big dance floor. And I've had so many DJs come there and say, wow, the crowd is actually dancing as opposed to just standing on a couch. Um, but you need that. You need that for the energy. The energy is not going to come from some VIP holding a big bottle of champagne, you know, and just, like, uh, Snapchatting all night. The, yeah, yeah. The, it's going to come from the people on the dance floor that are really there to, you know, dance and hang out. And That's what I liked about Cure the Most. Um, Cure like, the same way. Yeah, like, it's, um, D- DJ-wise, um, you know, being in bet- at first I thought being in between the, the bars was weird. Especially like getting in and out, um, but then I was like, "Well, I constantly have people in front of me because they're always ordering right. drinks." And then I had the main dance floor in front of me that, and the the tables were behind that. I didn't even right, see the, right, right. on a good night. I didn't even see the tables. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and do you think Cure was like the best setup as far as Boston? I, I like I like venue one? setup. Uh, venue yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah, the bowl, like the yeah. Venue setup is always, um, yeah. I think it's it's great for VIPs and it's great for you know there, there are VIP tables that are away from the action. There are VIP tables that are in the action. Right. There's a great dance floor. Um, yeah, because I think that that was the issue with Icon. Like the the tables were like in the dance floor. Right. So if it was like a rocking night, like yeah. people are like 
on, <laughs> on top, top of, of each, each other, other yeah. and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, there are some yeah setups that are a lot better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like the massive clubs that that still have some dance floor, but more VIP tables. I think you got to cater. You know, you want to cater to um, to both. You have to cater to both. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you actually work like directly with Pasha, right? Or you did? Or yes. What kind of work were you doing with them? Just working for the, just working. They just hired six one seven. So okay, we okay, just have okay. a relationship that's gone for so long I that mean, they're just fifteen years. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, yeah. That, that's so, so insane because, like, you know, obviously we know that promoters and DJs, you know, they come and go. Right. And being being at that point is was that more of a hey, we're consistent, or was it like we just looked at it more as a business? networking venture thing rather than everyone just looking at it like the best way to meet some girls and get some drinks. Yeah. I think there's two ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, is that you treat it as a business in it, which it is a business, which is our business, or you can just, you know, enjoy yourself and party and have fun. You know, I've, we've had so many promoters over the year and sub promoters and everything. And some of them are so great at it. And you need those people that just come young party and are the life of the, of the of the night and then you need the people that are gonna you know make sure that the door's running smoothly and you know at the end of the night you know getting all the receipts and you know cashing out and everything like that so you yeah so you need all (laughs) all that stuff to be on top of paying all the djs and whatever the nightly things are so you need both aspects of it but how we treated it me ace dimitri how we treat it is, yeah, you have to be professional. You have to, you know, treat it as a job. Yeah, yeah, and and that was something that you know, as the DJ that would you know would get the bookings from you guys. Like even just like uh, you guys are always super professional. Um, and that, that's something that I definitely noticed, and I was just like, damn, like um, you know, like I, before, like I actually like really, really met you. Like I was in most communication with Dimmy, right, right, and um, and I was like, he's such a straightforward. Like, well, first I was like, he's very straightforward and like, yeah. you know, does what he needs to do. And I was like, I respect that. And then when I met him, I was like, oh my God, he's an angel. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, the he's, best. he's yeah. the fucking nicest Dimmy guy in the world. Is the best, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Dimmy. Shout out Dimmy. Uh, uh, and like, he, yeah, I was just like, yo, this dude's so fucking nice. Yeah. And like, and then when I met you, like, you know, you would text me after, hey, good job. Like, right, right. And you know what I mean? And like these little things where I'm just like, damn, like, I see why these guys have been around for so long because like they do, they, it's not the necessarily the extra mile, at least like the, w- what I'm talking about specifically. But it's those little things that's like, as a DJ, we want to play for you, and and you know what I mean. And and when we do get a call from you, it is exciting because there's some promoters I get a call from, and I'm like, ugh, yeah, yeah. Like I might do it if I don't get anything else, but <laughs> this guy kind of annoying, kind of a dick. Blah blah. His nights kind of suck. Right. Blah 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 blah. So I mean, shout out to you guys. I mean, every Appreciate everyone, six one seven production six the number. One, the word, seven, the number. Um, check them out if you don't know them, if you live under a rock, if you haven't gone out ever. Um, but um, to st- at some capacity, they will be back. They're still alive. We will be back. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to shout out? Any people you want to shout out? Anything that you maybe you're working on? Any future plans that you want to uh, shout out? Just shout out to you and Ado <laughs> and yeah, the rest of 617. And, yeah, to uh, to everybody in the industry, we'll be back and we'll be stronger than ever. And hold your heads up, we'll be back and it'll be fun. And uh, nights will be back. Amazing, strong words from the man himself, 
local, honestly, nightlife legend, bro. On like, it's it's crazy because, and and it's 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 weird because since I've known you, you've always been crazy nice. People are gonna see that you're super chill, nice guy. Like you have every reason not to be. Um, with the people you've met, the people you've worked with, the longevity and everything. Shout out to you, man. You're an awesome dude. I'm so happy that to have gotten you here. Um, appreciate you. You had mentioned that you were, you were listening and everything like that. That meant a lot. Um, sure. So I appreciate that. Um, and I just, you know, this is just coming straight up for me. Appreciate your support with me and Thank and um, and uh, it's been really amazing to hear your insight and just ha- kind of how you're maneuvering. And uh, I hope people can learn that what it takes to be successful to have the longevity and. Uh, a lot of times you don't have to be a dick to do it. So <laughs> I, I, you're a great example of that. So Jeff, where can they find you? Where can they hit you up? Where can they follow you? Uh, Jeff six Oh and seven on, uh, IG. Um, I don't do any TikToks. I just watch, <laughs> I just watch them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not that cool yet. Uh, yeah. Facebook, Jeff London. Hit them up, and as always, uh, hit up your host, Snacks, at Gimme Snacks on Instagram. Follow at Dope Entertainment Official on Instagram, um, and make sure you follow at But I Know The DJ Instagram. Uh, please support the podcast. Like it. Download. I'm at the point. Fuck. Okay. Here we go. Moment. I'm at the point. Fucking like it. Fucking share it. Um, if you know any people who are in the industry, want to get in the industry, have been in the industry, all the club rats, let them know that uh, we do this. Uh, if they're trying to get more insight. I'm, I got good guests, guys. I got Jeff in here. I got good guests. Like, you might not like me, but I got good guests, man. I got good people in here. Shout out our beautiful producers, Phil and Edo. Um, And please, continue to support, continue to listen. Uh, We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. You.